Welcome back in to Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. I'm David O'Gray and we're talking Catholic about the Black Mamba. When they were just um, dismantling the makeshift memorial to Kobe Bryant at the Staples Center in Los Angeles where he played for the Los Angeles Lakers. And they were dismantling this, this huge memorial and I thought, wow, I, th I think now is really a good opportunity to offer a Catholic reflection on the life of Kobe Bryant. So I was sitting there that Sunday when, when we heard that, found out that Kobe died. I seen on my couch, my wife was sitting on the couch across from me and she said, Kobe just died. Oh my God. Right. And so when she said, oh my God, so I knew that she at least believed that what she had just read was true. But being that my wife gets her news from her Facebook feed, you know, I had to go online myself just to verify. So I went on the Google, went on the, on the Twitter. Right. And um, yeah. Wow, you know, it, it, it was surreal, right? It was just completely surreal. Like, what? Man, I thought at the moment, you know, death just comes for us all. I mean, it really does. Death is the great equalizer. I mean, it, it just comes for us all, and we never know when it's coming. Now, to be 100% clear, um, I'm 100% biased <laughs> about Kobe Bryant. I was, I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. I was not a Lakers fan. I'm, I'm a Cavaliers fan, but I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. Um, I never owned a jersey just because I don't wear clothes with other men's name on the back. I don't care if it's um, Tommy Hilfiger or Ralph Lauren. I just, I just don't wear other men's name on me. I, 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 just, I just don't. But I was, I was a huge Kobe fan. Uh, what, what I liked about his basketball game was that Kobe had a propensity to just take over game organically. I mean, just naturally, without much effort. Right? I mean, he, he, he was just a silent assassin. He would rip people's heart out. He would make the other team cry. And he was just so cool and collected. Like, it's just so natural. Um, I mean, I, th I think just ice water pumped through his veins. I mean, if you're alpha male, Kobe was an alpha male's alpha male. I mean, if, even if you were alpha male, you just had to look at Kobe like, wow, that's an alpha. Right? And you, you, you just had to respect him. Now, I was too old when, when that by the time Kobe came along to ever invoke his name as you know as boys do boys playing basketball they'd be out on the court and they'll, they'll shoot a shot and they'll invoke the name of a legend right as if that would give them power as if that would make the shot go in now when I was coming up my legends were people like um, 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 Kareem Abdul-Jabbar you know I'm throwing up a skyhook you know Kareem you know or, you know, of course, Magic and, and Mike, right? Th those are my legends. Those whose name I would invoke. But if I was younger, definitely, I would invoke Kobe's name. Kobe! I mean, because he was great. Now, off the court, what I liked about Kobe was that he seemed to be quiet. You may disagree with me, but I like to carmentalize, uh, car uh, car is that the word? My, my, um the people who I like, right? Um, what that means is that I like for my athletes to just the athletes, right? Um, my general entertainers just to entertain me, my politicians to politic me, my priests to priest me, right? I, I don't like people to cross over. I don't like crossovers, unless it's on a basketball court, right? And so what I liked about Kobe was I didn't hear much about him, right? I didn't have to hear about his personal life, I didn't have to hear about his politics, and I didn't want to. Right, then that's just me. So, so Kobe was quiet for the most part. Now, later on in life, because some issues, some things he said, I think in the locker room, um, he got pressured or roped into promoting the NBA's alphabet people um, agenda. Okay, 
And at one point in time on Twitter, I uh, saw he said something about Donald Trump. It is basically stereotypical um, of what you would expect from people in Los Angeles. He said something about, oh, Donald Trump is the reason why there's so much division, right? So, um, again, disappointing, not surprising, right? But another reason I like Kobe Bryant, because as, as a black Catholic, you know, Kobe was a Catholic as well, black Catholic. And I want to like Kobe's black Catholic because... I think his experience as a black Catholic was closer to mine, much closer than the 24% of black Catholics in the United States who want to tell us what being a black Catholic means. This, and I've talked about this in other videos, about this small minority of black Catholics in the United States, most of them who belong to the, the traditional black parish that is predominantly black. This small minority of black Catholics, they want to block out all the other voices and tell the rest of the black Catholics what it means to be a black Catholic. They want to tell other people, white Catholics and Asian Catholics, this is what it means to be a black Catholic. And always what it means to be a black Catholic for them is that it always means um, appealing to the lowest common denominator of what it means to be black. It means appealing to the stereotypes of what it means to be black in America. And that for them, they want to tell us that being a black Catholic means that you have to celebrate a liturgy that's all about the song, the dance, and entertainment. And this is stereotypical images. For, for a century, this is how blacks were always depicted in entertainment. That, oh, blacks can sing and dance and entertain you. That's just, I mean, these, these are stereotypes. that They want to tell us, oh, that's African. We're incorporating Africa into the mass. No, that's Protestant. And it's stereotypical. It's the lowest common denominator. I think it's silly. It's offensive. But, but in Kobe Bryant, I saw, like I said, a black Catholic who probably, you know, experience uh, was closer to mine. Um, he, he's, he's a cradle Catholic. I'm not, but he was a cradle Catholic, grew up Catholic, even spent many years in Italy because his father was playing basketball there. Grew up Catholic there, right? And his parish life looked more like mine. Is a, a parish where blacks were the minority, right? And um, everyone did look like him. So, um, so I thought, well, yeah, his experience is probably closer to mine. So, and I was impressed when Kobe got into that, that trouble. Well, he got caught committing adultery against his wife, and he had rape charges against him. Um, he openly confessed that it was his Catholic faith that kept him strong, that that brought him through that. That that was that was a really great confession. Um, also, like Kobe, I admired him because yeah, he has four daughters, and I have four daughters, right? So, and, and being a dad to daughters, all daughters is is a special club, and a special punishment. <laughs> Here on Earth, right? Um, so, and so I was happy to see trending on on uh, Twitter and, and Facebook and places like this the hashtag um, "Girl Dad." Right, the day Kobe died, that it was reported that shortly before they got onto the helicopter, him and his daughter Gianna attended mass and received the Holy Communion. And hearing that really gave me some peace because, as Catholics, hearing that we no longer mourned. Rather, we had hoped that he and his daughter were in a state of grace, having received Holy Communion, and that being in a state of grace and having Christ dwell in them, it gave us hope that he who dwelled in them, that they will have the opportunity to be with, right, after their death. And as Catholics, we just look at death differently. Now, we, I think we look at death differently than 
everyone on earth because we, we recognize that heaven is not guaranteed. Heaven isn't guaranteed for anyone, but we're grateful for the Holy Eucharist. We're grateful that he who we um, want to dwell with forever comes to dwell with us in our bodies on earth. If death comes for any of us, and it's going to come for us all, our hope as Catholics is that we will have spent the moments before our death as Kobe and Gianna did. Now, like I said, death for us Catholics, like I said, we look at death differently. Death for us Catholics, I think it presents an opportunity as well, an opportunity. It presents an opportunity to pray for the souls that are departed. Again, for this reason, because heaven is not guaranteed to anyone. So we pray for the souls that are departed. Not that we can change their judgment, because we cannot, but rather, we pray that God will finish the work that He began in them, as the Scripture says. Now, you may say, well, Catholic purgatory isn't in the Bible. Well, no, but that word, purgatory, is, um, as a word, as a explicit word, is not purgatory in, in Scripture. But what is in Scripture, this, this reality, is that God will finish the work that he began in us. And that work may not conclude when we um, finish our time here on earth, right? There must be a cleansing. There must be a purgation of all those things that separate us from him after we have finished this part of our life, right? Very few of us will die. And uh, we're so holy at that point that we can stand before a holy God, right? So God has to finish the work that he began in us. And that's what we pray for Kobe and Gianna. Again, not that we have a reasonable hope that all men will be saved, but rather because our knowledge is finite, yet our love is eternal. And because of that, we love who God loves. And we pray for the souls that he departed that they may find rest in he whom their heart had always longed for. So, yes. So, yes, rest in peace, Kobe and Gianna. And we pray that where Christ is, you will be. This has been Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. Until then, until next time, and I hope to see you again. But until then, blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Damn, verum.